So I'm going to set the scene for you because I think it's very fitting for why I would have a podcast called Up Early. So I worked out this morning. I went to a workout class. And honestly, I should have a whole entire podcast episode about different types of workouts that I've done over the years because I've really recently switched my just fitness routine from primarily running and just cardio in general to more weight training and hit and i've loved it it's so much fun for me to learn about different exercises to really feel that like muscle mind connection i don't know it's just been really awesome for me i feel like it's been less impactful on my body i'm not as injured as i used to be when i ran six days a week so definitely gonna have a podcast episode on that in the future But for today and to honor episode one of Up Early Podcast, which is my new baby, I feel like I need to talk about my other baby, which is my Instagram account. And if you haven't followed my Instagram account for long, I have had healthy ways for days for eight years. And that is a a child. I always like to say years in terms of like what it is on a child. So that's a child that's in third grade or second grade. I think third grade. That is a long, serious time. And when I started my Instagram back in high school, I mean, it was my sophomore year of high school. It was 2013. Instagram was not what it is today. It was, if you remember, and I hope that you do, I hope that we don't have like, if you're, if you don't remember what Instagram was like in 2013, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast, but it was chronological order. You really only followed your friends and maybe like some sports teams. I don't know, but it was just a different time on social media back then. It was more of like a wholesome time, I would say. And you didn't follow people you didn't know. Unless it was somebody from a different school that you had a friend who had a friend, you really didn't follow influencer types of people. And so I'm going to talk about how I got to Instagram. And I've never shared this before. I don't even know why I'm sharing this. I just really feel like this is what I need to share to really set the stage of how I got to where I am today. Because for me, my Instagram is just a capsule of me growing up over the years. It has all of my meals from high school, all of my runs from high school, my dorm meals in college, my dining hall meals in college. Like I have grown up eight years of my life on Instagram through food, which is a really weird thing to have. Like you could literally go back and see what I ate when I was like 16, which is bizarre. But I've loved it and it was my passion project and it'll all come together at the end. But I just really feel like this is what I need to share and I've never shared it. So hopefully (laughs) just go easy on me. So back when I started it, like I said, it was 2013 and this was a weird time in my life where I, up until this point, my parents pretty much made my dinners. I fed myself for breakfast based on whatever they bought at the store. Maybe we would tell them, my brother and I, what we wanted at the store for the week. I would maybe make my own lunch with whatever we had on hand that my parents bought. Up until this point, I was not really in control of my food, but I also hadn't really thought about food as anything other than food. And this is something that I've really come to really acknowledge over the past few years. There is a time where food to you is yummy and it's just food. And then there's a time where food is not. 
And food is a number. And I hope, I mean, I know that there are people that don't have the same mindset, like the number mindset when it comes to food, who have maybe never had it. But there does become a time where you put two and two together that food equals calories or food equals weight or whatever. And this is when I first came to that realization. And I came to that realization my spring semester of my sophomore year of high school because this was about the time when people started talking about spring break body. And I'd never heard that term before, or maybe I did and I never like actually had any reason to participate in it. But that summer or that spring break, I was going to the beach and I kept seeing all of these stock photos. And I'm sure you remember, it's like the four weeks to see your body changing, eight weeks for your family and friends, 12 weeks for the rest of the world. And I kept seeing pictures of fruit <laughs> on Twitter and veggies on Twitter. And it was like, do it for yourself. You know, all of these motivational things, which in theory are super helpful, super beneficial. And that's what really got me started thinking about food in terms of like what I was putting in my body. And keep in mind, I mean, I had the motivation of the spring break body, which is not good. But at the time, like I didn't, I didn't really know that was bad. And I didn't know. I mean, that's just, it was a different time in the world. So, you know, that's just what it was. And that's when I really started thinking about food. And I would tell my mom, you know, I would look through these pages and I would find things like, avocado toast and sweet potatoes and you know turkey and things like that and you know they talked about how you shouldn't have too many of this and too many of that and so I really changed what I was eating pretty drastically because I was coming home and keep in mind I was a runner my whole life I ran cross country I ran track I ran probably six days a week never had any reason to filter what I ate by any means and I would come home and have a cup of chocolate chips cup of M&Ms as my snack and I didn't really think anything of it and so I stopped doing all of that when I was trying to get and I'm putting air quotes my spring break body um, and I was going to the gym with my mom like once a week (laughs) and that was what I did and I started running like two miles outside on my own and it was the off season I didn't usually really run in the off season. So I wasn't doing as much working out, but I was doing it then instead of just doing it for fun, I was doing it to get the spring break body. And I was on Twitter following all of these accounts and I was slightly embarrassed. I didn't want people to know that I was looking at all of these weight loss accounts because I didn't want them to know. Not that, not that I needed to lose any weight at the time. I am structurally petite I was active, you know, I was healthy and I didn't need to lose any weight. But for some reason, after seeing all of these pictures of people with abs, I was like, oh, I want to look like that. And and I thought that to get to that, I needed to do, you know, X, Y, Z. So that's what I started doing. And I didn't want people to know that I was following these accounts. I was embarrassed. And so I made a new account and I started my social media health influencer life on Twitter And if you don't know, I think it's still on Twitter. I think there's still a Twitter presence for these types of accounts that I have on Instagram. They're just on Twitter. And it was hashtag tweet what you eat. And I did a lot of that. And I followed accounts and I still follow these people today, like on Facebook. All of these people that I met through Twitter in this health and wellness space, they posted their workouts. Um, They posted their dinners. I got a lot of inspiration from scrolling through this wellness side or this health and fitness side of Twitter. And that's what really got me 
motivated to create an Instagram account because I was so into the photos. I loved making my food look pretty. And that's when I was like, you know, this maybe isn't the right platform. Maybe I'll make an Instagram. And so I made an Instagram called Healthy Ways for Days only because I didn't want people to know that I had this. It wasn't cool back then. Nobody was really talking about eating healthy. It just like wasn't wasn't cool. And I didn't want my friends to know. I was super embarrassed. They did end up finding out back then and I let them follow it. And it was only my friends. It wasn't anybody else. In fact, I went through because at the time Instagram was so new, I only had about 180 followers and I blocked everybody. Like I went through and single-handedly blocked every single person. And every now and then I'll have someone reach out like, hey, I, I can't see your food Instagram. And I'm like, oh girl, you've been blocked for like nine years. (laughs) Um, so that's how I started the actual Instagram account. And keep in mind, it was stripped of my identity. Like it was not attached to me. It didn't have my email attached to it. So it couldn't recommend the account to other people. It had a stock photo of some girl running in Savannah or something and Nike pros and a sports bra. I mean, it couldn't have been less my account. And my friends saw me at the time posting photos of food, or they didn't see me posting them. They saw me taking pictures with my like iPhone 4 of my food. And they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, haha, it's just like for my mom. And that's, you know, I would just like tell them it wasn't anything. And then eventually, like I said, I did, I did tell them because they thought it was cool. But there's a community on Instagram. And I can talk about this later on in the episode, about how I think social media is a blessing and a curse because Instagram, if used the correct way, can be such a tool of inspiration. It really can be. And at the time, I loved scrolling through like-minded people who were working out, who were runners in, in high school like me, and I loved seeing what they brought to track meets and cross-country meets and what they ate after practice and it was so inspirational and motivating to me to be in a community like that and that's what made me come off of private because I wanted to be in the community and I'm still connected to some of those girls today too I could tell you you know exactly who they were who motivated me to no end and and I just loved being in that community and now I love that I have my own community but I when I was you know in high school and I was 16 or 15 or however old I was, it really meant a lot to me to be in that community and have that like-minded mindset around me. And that's how I started. And, you know, it didn't, it wasn't, I wish there was like a positive trajectory to this story and to how I got to where I was today, but there's, there's not. And, And that's part of why I have the platform that I have today. Because like I said, before this time, I wasn't thinking about food as anything other than food. You know, I didn't even think twice about what I was eating. And then when I started this account and I started eating healthy, then I started to care. And it went from, oh, I want to eat healthy because I want to have a good, you know, spring break bod to, oh, I can only eat healthy forever. Like I cannot eat anything that's not healthy. And it became very orthorexic. And orthorexia is not considered an actual eating disorder or like there's some book somewhere and I'm not a dietitian, um, but there's some book somewhere that has like a list of eating disorders and orthorexia is not listed, but it's a very real thing. And that's what I had. And there were only so many types of foods and only so many meals that I would let myself eat. 
I was so rigid. I was like bringing Ezekiel bread, the food for life baking bread, which is so good by the way, but I was bringing it, like I brought it to my grandpa's funeral in my suitcase because I didn't know what kind of food they were going to have there for me. And like, that was how rigid I was. And it wasn't the amount of food because I was working out really hard and I knew I needed to eat. And so I did eat a lot, you know, I ate enough, but it was ruining my life essentially because I couldn't let myself or like I really struggled to find things that I deemed and I'm putting air quotes here as healthy and there are going to be people who understand where I'm coming from and there are going to be people who have never once in their lives experienced anything you know similar to disordered eating patterns and I would never wish a disordered eating habit on anyone and I know it's more common than you think but like I have friends who know where I came from and have experienced similar things and I have friends who have no freaking idea and I not that I'm jealous because it has gotten me to where I am today but I would never wish a disordered eating habit on my worst enemy because it is truly I mean think about how many times you eat per day thinking about food 24 7 I was waking up in the morning and thinking about food And then I would use my fitness pal, which I can't even get into on this episode. I just can't. But I was using my fitness pal (laughs) to track my food. And then I would have to adjust the food like throughout the day if I ate something that I wasn't tracked or like I ate something unexpected. And it just really brings a lot of external stress to your life. And it's self-inflicted stress that like doesn't really need to be there. And yet at the time, I thought that I had it all figured out. I thought I (laughs) was living life healthy. I thought that I was just doing it all right. And I had no idea. So in a way, me seeing social media, seeing, you know, spring break body posts, seeing photos of food, it kind of gave me disordered eating habits. Um which is something that I don't really talk about because I didn't start social media because I had disordered eating habits and I wanted to heal from them. I started out because I just wanted to make a switch to a healthy lifestyle and that switch turned into what it did. Um, And in that case, social media can be such a negative tool. It can be a tool of comparison. It can give you the wrong idea of honestly, like what reality is. Because who's to say all of those, you know, ideal um, meals that I saw and all of those pictures of people, you know, with abs that I saw, like who's to say that that was real? Who's to say that that was attainable? You know, you really don't get the full story when you see a photo the way that you did back then. You just really don't. You never know. And that's why you should never compare yourself to anything you see on TikTok, on Instagram, on whatever platform. Comparison is the thief of joy. And half the time, what you're looking at isn't even reality. You don't get to see, when you see a photo, you don't see the video, which is why I do sometimes prefer TikTok. I do prefer TikTok in some cases um, to just Instagram, like the flat photos. I think that videos are more realistic. They show, you know, the dimensions of somebody's face. Like, you know, it's really the Photoshop. I mean, we can't talk about that either. But like, just like how unrealistic social media makes you think that other people are like living life. And that is my work computer making some noise right now. Um, But anyway, so at this point... 
I had lost, you know, some weight as a result of making that lifestyle shift. Um, And I went to my doctor because I hadn't gotten my period in three months. And I believe they call that amnorrhea. And my doctor had said, you know, your weight, it's not concerning because you're a runner and you're petite. So I'm not concerned about the weight. I'm concerned about the period. And I should find somebody who is more of an expert on hormones and, and periods and things like that because I'm, I'm not. But that was my wake-up call. And that was when I knew I needed to really start being actually healthy. Like I needed to start fueling my body right. Um, I needed to make a real change in how I was exercising. Um, we cut my miles down. We, I did go to a nutritionist or I believe, I thought she was a nutritionist, but now that I've actually like learned the difference between a dietitian and nutritionist, I think I went to a dietitian and just knowing myself, I am very stubborn. I'm very headstrong. I am a Scorpio. So if somebody is going to tell me what to do, I, it's going to make me do the exact opposite of what they tell me to do. Um, and it does not make me want to do it. And so when I went to this nutritionist and I mean, I think that nutritionists and dietitians, they are fantastic tools. I actually wanted to be one, you know, after I went through all of this and then I decided to go a different route. But I just at the time and where I was in my life, I, I needed to heal my own self. And it wasn't going to come from somebody telling me to put butter in my yogurt so that I could get more healthy fats. That wasn't going to solve my my inner issues. It needed to come from within, you know. And so I really I did stop going to the, the dietitian. I went to her for I think like three sessions. Um, but like I said, I really it needed to come from me. And my parents knew that because they raised me and they knew I was stubborn and headstrong, and um, they just knew. So I stopped going to the dietitian, and I really put in the work myself, and I, I made it my mission to fuel my body and I again turned to social media for inspiration and I found so many different types of foods like quinoa pasta and veggie burgers and other good things and all of these different types of foods that I eat now, um, all these products like Simple Mills, I found them all through social media. So while social media was the tool that did in turn give me um, the struggles that I had with food and exercise, I then turned to social media again. While I'll keep in mind, I had my Instagram account this whole time. (laughs) So I'm posting, you know, this whole time. I then turned to it again and I learned, I turned to that community to try and get myself out of the place that I had put myself in. And in those cases, I think social media is such a powerful tool. It can be such a source of inspiration. I love my platform. I love my community. I only follow people who inspire me. I do not follow large accounts that I don't relate to. I follow accounts with like 50 followers who are like very similar to me. And I love seeing what they post, what they make before, you know, they go to work in the morning, you know, where they work out. And I love to see all of it because I use it as a tool of inspiration, just like I did when I first created my account way, way back in the day. Because at the end of the day, that's why I have it. I have the account for my, for my own self. And like through having the account and growing the account over the years, um, I became, you know, a source of inspiration for others, but, and I started, you know, posting more for, and post for myself, but like I do post for other people just by nature. Like I post recipes for, for other people to see and then go and create them themselves. 
but that's when I really leaned into Instagram. Um, and that's when I found the community, you know, that I have now, but social media and everybody these days wants to get into social media. Like everyone wants to be an influencer and I will admit it is pretty cool, but I always say anybody can do it. I stand by that. Anybody can become an influencer. Anybody can start posting, but it's about how you go about it. I think that really does set you apart from other people and it can really make be the difference between somebody who is only posting because they want to be an influencer and they want to gain followers and somebody who's posting because they genuinely love what they do. They love their content and they'd post it if they had five followers or if they had, you know, a million followers. And that's what I did. I posted for years on private and I loved every second of it. And then when I became not private and I started gaining a following, it didn't matter to me how many followers that I had because at the end of the day, I would have been posting it regardless of how many people followed me. And I always say that getting to this point with my Instagram platform and now my TikTok platform, it's been the happiest accident and the most unexpected surprise because at no point from 2013 to 2022 did I ever say oh I want to become like I want to like when I started it there was no influencer marketing there were no influencers you only followed people that you knew and there wasn't such thing as gaining followers that wasn't it wasn't a thing and how could I have known at the time when I started it that that was going to be my future I just I couldn't have if you had told me back in the day that I would still be posting my food in eight years later, I would have been like, what? (laughs) Sometimes I like don't even want to do it anymore, but I do enjoy doing it for the most part. I think sometimes, especially as I've started my actual career and I just like don't always have the time, like I'm not full time and I don't always have the time. And there are things that because now I've healed my relationship with food and exercise, there are things now in my life that come before the food and the exercise so then I don't necessarily have like explicit content to post so anyways and I just feel like if you go about it the right way it can be so rewarding but when you make it into like something that's pressurized and you start putting pressure on yourself to create content and you have like the wrong intentions I do feel like it's not going to happen Kind of like if you're seeking something, like you're not going to find it. If you're trying to get followers and become big, you're just not because you're always going to find some type of disappointment either in how fast you're growing your account or just in your engagement. I don't know. I just feel like if you have the right intentions and you're organic and authentic and how you go about doing it in your content, I feel like then it will come with time. Keep in mind, I've had my account eight years, so like... (laughs) patience is a virtue and it's just happened you know really without me trying um but it's also happened the same way that it's happened for me for other people my friend angie who is healthful radiance in new york well i think she's in new jersey now but at the time when i met her she was in new york we both started our accounts around the same time she is the same age as me we were just two different girls same age 
literally living the same life in different fonts, starting our platforms, growing them organically at the same time. And now, I mean, we're, we're such close friends and we've never met and we almost did, but we haven't met yet. But it's just crazy to think that like we were growing our accounts, living two different lives and that it happened the same way for two girls. And, and if we hadn't had our social media platforms, we would have never met um, each other. And I don't know, I think in, in some, and I've met so many people through social media. It's been such a wonderful tool. Like I've met people that have platforms like mine. I've met followers of mine who are now close friends of mine. And I asked one of them the other day, I was like, what did we do before we were friends? <laughs> and if she hadn't followed me and if she hadn't, you know, felt that, you know, what I was posting was interesting to her, like we would never have met, you know, obviously like I had to move to Dallas for um, her to have ultimately messaged me about meeting, but it's a crazy, a crazy tool, a crazy experience. And in some ways I'm really grateful for having social media and for having this platform. And then other times I wish that it wasn't as toxic of a place and depends on what you share and how you share it. And I really hope that the communities do tend to go like more towards realistic and less towards artificial Um, It really just depends on like what space you're in because I will say I'm so tired of seeing the same things over and over again and I'm guilty of it. What's that one sound where it's like, ew, cringe, guilty? Because I also post the same things and it's hard to find different ways to, I mean, we're all doing the same things. Like we all go on hot girl walks, but I'm trying to think of, I got off track so I should have written some things down but what I really wanted to talk about was again how my social media platform and like my account is just really tied to my growth with the relationship um with exercise and food and over this and I guess I got away from that but when I entered so I made my account in high school and I entered college with a few thousand followers which at the time was crazy That was not something that happened. I'm pretty sure I only had 300 on my personal account. There's no shot that I knew like 6,000 people. And I was still posting my food. I posted my dorm eats. I posted my dining hall meals, my workouts. When I went to Ramsey, I went to UGA. Ramsey is the student center gym. And I loved every second of it. And I enjoyed it. And like I said, it was a different space that around then, you know, it was chronological order. There was just... A whole different type of Instagram back then. Um, but when I entered college, I even though I had gone to the dietitian and then I decided to heal myself instead, and I did heal myself, like I didn't really heal myself fully to the extent where like I was free from thoughts about food and exercise. That was just like really not what happened, and it took so many years. It took years. It wasn't even in college. It wasn't even until like post-grad that I really became free. I would say like I experienced true food freedom, true freedom from having to feel like I need to exercise every freaking day and go miles and miles and miles and miles. Like it took so many years and so much time and I really leveraged social media to again get myself to this point. Um, But it took so much time. 
And there wasn't a real moment where it came full circle and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm healed now. I mean, it really, it, it was a village. It was a group effort. I mean, I have friends of mine who knew me early in college and then we like disconnected or we, we just like stopped being friends or we just really hadn't spoken. I mean, we went different ways and then I reconnected with them and they still know me how I was when they met me. Like they know me as the workout six days a week only eat healthy foods girl and then I'm like over here now eating whatever I want and they're like shook by this you know and it's weird that there's like a time capsule of you like a version of you that certain people know like I think back to I don't know like previous relationships that I've had and like there was one guy we call him I won't say his name but he took me to subway because I had a race the next day and I could, I would not eat anything other than like totally clean. And so we went to Subway on our first date and I tell people this story and they're like, ew, he took you to Subway. Like that's, he, he sucks. And I'm like, well, he sucks for a different reason, but I made him take me to Subway because I was like that, like, that's how, you know, my mind worked. And that's just what I was at the time. We never ate in restaurants. Um, so that's like a whole aspect of my life that like I didn't have. I couldn't share with someone because I wouldn't go and eat in a restaurant. Or if I did, I had to like scour the menu and really make sure that they had something for me um, to eat. Or I, I couldn't, you know, I had to make time for my workouts. Like that was my number one thing in my life. And like I've said, since growing up and since becoming, um, you know, I'm almost 25 and like my priorities have changed. And so when at one point in my life, the number one thing that I had was food and exercise. And now I have other priorities and other things that are more important to me now. And I make that food and fitness such a part of my life. Like I have friends and I like tomorrow morning, we're going to soul cycle at 6am and that's like a fun thing for us. And we're all doing it and we're all going to be up early because <laughs> we enjoy it and we have things in common. Um, and, and that's just what we, we love to go on walks together. My friends and I, and um it's just a very it's just so cool to have people in your life that love the things that you do and it's also cool to have a balance in your life um and like i said i just recently found it there was a t i don't even know when um there are different different times where i've like really noticed like there are like pivotal shifts and one of them was my 21st birthday and like i said i was 21 in college it was my junior year of college and at UGA, they do a sign night. I think they do it in like other schools. It might just be like a Southern schools thing where you have a sign and it has something about you. Mine was an RX bar. And then it has 21 things on the back that you do that are fun. And for my party, so my birthday is around Halloween. So I had a Halloween type of party and I made like pumpkin breads and pumpkin everything. And I didn't eat any of it. I didn't eat a single thing because I didn't make it. And I'm putting air quotes here healthy enough and keep in mind I am like at a healthy weight at this point and I'm still like I'm eating but like there are still things I think that will never really go away or it's like always going to be some type of presence once you've had one I feel like it's a, if you know you know it's just like the little things like you can really never fully shake them once you've experienced what I experienced 
and I didn't have a single thing. And I had such a wonderful night. And my best friends who lived with me at the time will know this. And we came home after going out for the evening. And I guess like there is a tub. I don't, I remember there being a tub. I don't know why there would have been like a tub of Reese's peanut butter cups, but there was, or maybe it was like a giant bowl. And I'm just like remembering a tub, but there were Reese's peanut butter cups. And I just was so tired of like, literally just fighting my own self over food and keep in mind it was not as strong at this point but it was still happening but I was so tired of just fighting myself and stressing I just started eating them (laughs) I just started like I don't even and then I ate like everything so that was like the opposite of like what issue I was experiencing where I would eat like no treats And then I ate like literally every treat that was there. Um, And I didn't sleep really that night. Like I did not sleep. I did not feel well. I think I woke up early. I woke up at like six o'clock and I went to Kroger and I tried to make myself a detox soup. Like I was making a chicken noodle soup because I felt so like gross after eating like all of those Reese's peanut butter cups and pumpkin breads and all of that. But what that night taught me... um, I faced like my, and I'm putting more air quotes, my fears that night. And my fear was like, you can't eat sugar and quote unquote unhealthy things. And I did and nothing happened to me. And that was a really pivotal night in like my relationship with food because I realized that if you eat things that you're scared of, the worst thing that I was like afraid of or something, like I don't even remember what it really was, was that it didn't happen when I ate those things. So that was a pivotal night. And then I think a year later, I was like having drama like with a guy and I was so sad. I'd been like crying all week and um, I was in my bed crying and I was just so tired of just not only did I have that stress in my life, I was already like still had my internal stress too. And I didn't feel like working out that week because I was so tired and just drained of energy that I literally just laid in my bed but it stressed me out that I wasn't working out. And I just told my friend, I was like, can we go to dinner? And one of my best friends and we, we walked to like a taco place. And I think that was another night where I just really put two and two together, like that there is more to life than stress over food and fitness. And I was experiencing that with my heartbreak because that, that week was just also pivotal for me when I was experiencing this heartbreak. And I'm like, man, this is what life is about, you know? And anyways, it it does take time, I guess, and it it's, hasn't been a linear process and it's gone up and down and up and down. And I've had moments when I've like really come to um, just like really realize things about my relationship with fitness and food. But you don't even get all of that like from my Instagram. Keep in mind, I still have it <laughs> this whole time. Um, I don't post a lot of these little things because my my account is not the same type of platform of other accounts where they post like their entire lives. Like mine is life through food, but you don't even get to see all of this life that like goes on in my life through this account because I choose not to share it, which makes me have like separation between Instagram and my personal life, which I'm so grateful for. But my relationship with food has really always um, been tied to my account just based on what I post um, and it's truly, it's truly gotten so much better. I would say if I could rate my, my balance on a scale of like, I don't know, out of a hundred, I'm like 96% there. Like I don't, the pandemic really 
got me to where I am now because like gyms were closed. You know, I have really turned to walks. Like I prefer walking now to running. I do workout classes now. That's more recent, like in the past, like eight months or so. Um, but it has, I mean, it's so fluid, you know, it's something I've always enjoyed like fitness and food and eating healthy and wellness. It's always going to be part of my life. It's just very fluid. And I don't live it the same way every day, which I think is is really good. It's a really good thing. Um, but it changes and it's always changed. But I've still had the Instagram account. And instead of posting just meals, I've really leaned into recipes because when I was in my like lowest lows, I never cooked. <laughs> I never cooked anything. I just posted what I ate. And like I lived out of a microwave when I was in college. I never had a kitchen. And even when I got a kitchen my sophomore year of college, I never really cooked much except for like potatoes and chicken. So now that I've healed my relationship with food, now I can really enjoy eating and I can enjoy spices. Even though one of my friends tells me I don't use enough spices in my food, um, I do. He, he just is dramatic. Um, but I can really experiment and learn about different types of meals, things that I never ate because they had too many ingredients or they used olive oil or things that I was like, you know what, I need to eat as plain and as simple as possible. And it's been so enjoyable, like finding joy and going to a workout class and not worrying about if I burned enough calories or if I, I didn't sweat enough or how many or I didn't run in that workout. So it doesn't count as a workout. There's just so much joy in learning about wellness and cooking and and fitness and and that's why I still love it and it went from something that I made myself do and I forced myself to do for negative reasons to something that I still do but I do it for completely different reasons um but I don't even know if that hit the mark that I was like trying to make earlier and why I started recording but I feel like it did I'm gonna pretend that it did and there are so many things I think that I have like this. We're not, not every episode is going to be about this. This was just more important for me to share, I think, as my first one. Also, that it wasn't ever something that I shared before because, like I said, I don't really share a lot of personal things on my platform. Um, I keep it for a while, didn't even have my name on it. So, I mean, I was so happy to share this today. I'm nervous to post it. I'm going to post it, obviously. Um, but I am nervous to post, you know, more vulnerable things. I really hope that people relate to them. And I really am excited to share more things about like post-grad life and nine to five balancing work. I have a lot of friends that want to come on here and talk about friendships and relationships and love and just everything that comes with being in your 20s. Um, But like I said, this story was mine and it was personal to me. And I do have friends that have similar experiences and maybe they can come on and share theirs as well. But this is mine and I'm so grateful for the platform that I have because none of this would have been possible if I hadn't just given it a shot. And I hope you know a little bit more now about why Healthy Ways for Days is the way that it is. Um, And as always, if you have any questions or maybe you've experienced something similar, feel free to reach out uh, via direct message because I read every direct message that I get and I try to respond um, pretty quickly. So that's it for the first episode of Up Early Podcast and I'm so excited to see you next time for episode two.